0: For 20% off. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And joining me on the show today is Paul Campbell. Now, Paul is the co host of the O2 podcast, and he is the host of the brand new podcast, How to Hunt Turkeys. Now, Paul and I have got to connect multiple times. We got to hang out at ATA together this year, and while we were walking down aisles, Paul would just bounce out anytime we heard a turkey call. He was like, I got to go check out that booth. I got to go talk to those people. And so we're going to dive deep into what his new podcast is all about, his tips and strategies and tactics for hunting turkey, and what he has planned this year. So I'm excited. Let's jump in.
1: Like he was doing things that were just badass.
0: That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And I am being joined by Paul Campbell, my brother who is a turkey hunting mother and I'm pretty pumped, but dude, I'm not going to lie. Before we're diving into this, I have one question for you, and that's going to determine the outcome of this okay.
1: podcast. Oh, man, pressure. I'm ready.
0: Are you coming to Missouri to turkey hunt this year?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, without a doubt. All right. Yeah, without a doubt. I've got, I've got way too many people from the fine state of Missouri that have said, hey, come turkey hunt to not do it. I have to do it. So, yes, yeah. you and I will be in the turkey woods together in Missouri for sure
0: perfect man because i have been getting turkeys on my trail cameras okay past couple weeks they've been showing back up they typically drop down across the road from the property i hunt and there's a big there's like ag fields but there's a wooded creek bottom and a very steep drop down to the creek and they just like hang out there as soon as spring starts to come they're up in the bean field they're up walking the fence line over to the woods i mean when I say we've got turkeys here, it's insane, dude. I talked to That's people awesome, all over the place, and they're like, dude, all the turkeys disappeared. We can't seem to find a turkey to save our lives. And I'm like, yeah. dude, they're everywhere by me. And there's a ton of... I I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were 50 birds with long beards in the field across the road the other day. That's I, couldn't amazing. Find, I couldn't find a jake. I couldn't find a hen. It was like every bird in that field oh had a beard God, on it. So...
1: Man, that's that's a special that's a special place. Yeah, yes, I will I definitely be there. there.
0: I'm like overselling this already. You're going to get up here and you're going to be like, you said 50. I only saw 30.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I wanted quite 50, Dan.
0: Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, that's well, good, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm more pumped, man. You're going to be proud of me. I'm more
1: pumped about turkey hunting this year than I have ever been. I love to so, hear it, man. I love to hear. It. I, I've been preaching the turkey hunting gospel to to fellow sportsmen's empire podcasters, uh, and 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 people in and in, in our community. And it's nice to hear people, Dan Johnson of all people, and I hope he listens to this, uh, has has I I've heard a little peak of interest in his voice when I've talked to him about turkeying, more so I think than 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 years past. So yeah. I love to hear it. Uh and man, what what a time to be alive. And there's no finer pursuit to do than wild turkey uh, in this great country. So, man, I'm glad to hear that. Dude, it's going to be, I, I'm I'm getting the bug little by little. Um,
0: but I think I would have kind of pushed myself over the edge had I made it to NWTF. Oh, I yeah. had so many people like, dude, are you coming? Are you coming? Are you coming? And I wanted to, but that was around the time that we were trying to sell this crappy trailer that was on the property that we bought. Mm -hmm. And so it was like every day I was out there doing work. I was trying to get things taken care of. And so unfortunately I wasn't able to make it, but then I had like all the freaking kids these days call it FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. you You see all the posts from your buddies and I'm sitting there watching you guys all at NWTF and I'm like, man, I wish I was there.
1: It is. So, I mean, even if you're not a turkey hunter, it's just a, it's a fun sports show. I mean, it's a bunch of people, you know, in camo, there's a there's a lot of stuff for the deer hunter there at the sports show, and man, it is just it is so for me and for turkey hunters, it's like a one, it's a big family reunion, but it's like the official, unofficial, uh, if you will, kickoff to just turkey season as a whole. Um, yeah. It is a blast, and there's a ton of people. So I mean, there were there were more people that walked through the the gates of the sports show at the NWTF and convention in Nashville than have ever done before uh, smashed every record that you could possibly think of. I mean, it the energy that was around that show was, was amazing. Uh, you know, it was great, man. i like, that's my busiest week yeah, for me. Uh, so the week before and the week of convention, the busiest weeks that I have all year. And I was running around a hundred mile an hour and I look out of the corner of my eye and who do I see standing over by a new canoe park McDonald. And he's in the middle of a conversation. I hadn't met Parker yet. So I just run up and give him a big old hug. It was like, good to see you, man. I just take right off running, you know, back to whatever the heck I was doing. But it's a great time. It really is. Uh, you and your family, you gotta be there next year. You would love it. You really, you really would. You guys would have a blast. So and if you're when a, with the if you're within an eight hour drive of Nashville, Tennessee, you gotta be there. I mean, it is it it oh, is dude, we're uh, so it's an close. amazing time.
0: We're so close to Nashville. Uh we just drove through there this weekend. Uh, yeah, on our way back or on our way to and back from South Carolina. And it's really not that far. I call it Trashville. I'm not a huge Nashville fan. Yeah. Like, every time we go through there, I'm like, dude, my tires are going to get blown out by the <laughs> by the potholes. <laughs> Everything's just dirty on the side of the highway. And don't get me wrong. Downtown Nashville is pretty sweet. And like the whole aura, Broadway or whatever it is, isn't yeah. terrible. But for some reason, man, Tennessee, those big cities in Tennessee Every time I go through there, I'm like, dude, what's going on? The roads look like they could collapse at any second.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, so I've I've been to Nashville a hundred times. I've never been to Broadway. I've never been to downtown Nashville. The Nash Vegas experience or whatever it's called. Never, never been there. I've never experienced like the nightlife of because whenever I'm in Nashville, I'm working. Yeah. You know, and it's just I, I spend a ton of time there. I got a lot of a lot of people that I've gotten to know there, but I've never partied in Nashville. So. February next year Dan let's let's make that happen.
0: Dude, we will make that happen. I just yeah. got to put it on the calendar. I got to get set up and uh, and show up there. So, talk to me man. You started a new turkey hunting podcast. Yeah. Are are you still fully involved with O2?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> Andrew and I are, are are plugging away there. Uh that show's been a lot of fun. The O2 podcast and 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 you know how it is to start a podcast. When we first started doing it, I didn't know what I was doing. I was nervous. I remember the first time we interviewed someone like, you know, live and I'm doing air quotes for, for people listening to this. Um, I was terrified and it was just me in my front room, Andrew and our buddy, Corey, who, who, who was with us on the show originally. And, you know, two and a half years into it, you know, I, I feel like I've settled in a little bit. I'm still learning. Uh, but I, I, I reached out to Dan and I said, Hey man, I want to do a Turkey hunting podcast on the Sportsman's Empire because quite frankly, the disrespect that the wild Turkey, um, <laughs> got at the hands of nine fingers, I was unacceptable and I needed to, I needed to change that. And he was fortunate enough to, to say, yes, let's go ahead and do it. So it's been a ton of fun. It's the how to hunt turkeys podcast. So it's, it's very much geared towards uh, people that that have hunted a little bit or people that are, are thinking about Turkey hunting and, or veteran Turkey hunters. And so the, it's not just, you know, newbies it's, it's people that have been in a while. So I think the best way to learn in uh, this medium that we have, podcast, is is storytelling, and so yeah. a lot of the guys, you know, and that's and that's kind of the, it's not, um, the, the show isn't isn't kind of analytical to the point like, uh, like if you listen to Bo Martonic East East meets Wet's podcast, that's an awesome show. Bo has a really good way of like breaking down data, breaking down experiences, uh, in a very like scientific manner almost. Yeah. This is just a couple of rednecks usually talking about turkey hunting in some fashion. And it's neat how the shows, I never know uh, guys will be like, well, what do you want to talk about? Turkey hunting. That's the answer. Turkey hunting. It's not, I've never, I've never started the show, uh, you know, with an idea of this is what we want to talk. It always just kind of morphs into something and they've all been vastly different so far, Uh, but man, it's been a ton of fun. So really, really enjoyed it. Some great guests so far. So what is it for you
0: about Turkey hunting? Like what, what about Turkey hunting? Just, drives you crazy is it the calling because i get that answer quite a bit people are like dude the communication like you're actually calling to a bird you are communicating with a specific bird and you are trying to convince it to come in and i get that answer a lot um but it seems like turkey hunting of all hunting for me i'm like it just seems like a really weird animal to get that crazy
1: about yeah that's a good question so so we're going to rewind a little bit just in, in, in my life. So I just turned 40 at uh, the end of last year, in October of last year. So I didn't start hunting just in general until I was 25. And so my first my first hunting season for turkeys, I think it was 2008, was my first year uh, hunting. So for, for those that are old enough to remember 2008, we were smack dab in the middle of the Great Recession. The economy was trash. My dad had just died. Uh, he died at 54 years old, so just totally unexpected. I talked to him at seven o'clock on Sunday night, it's five a.m. on Monday morning. I get, I get a phone call that my dad had died, Jeez. and so my life was in absolute chaos. It was in free fall. Um, I, I worked in the golf industry for about 15 years at that time. I was still kind of in you know the the the, the lower ranks of the the golf hierarchy, so I'd, I'd really struggled uh, to keep a job because. Golf courses were laying people off left and right, and so my life was 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 a wreck. Quite honestly, I was a drunk. Um, you know, I I didn't know what I was doing. I had no um, no direction in life. And and uh, my best friend Kenny Keaton said, "Hey man, do you, do you want to go turkey hunting?" And damn, my response is, "What the hell's a turkey? Like like that's a thing? Like people <laughs> hunt turkeys? Like they're they're like wild turkeys? Are you serious? Like what is this?" And so I, I, um, I agreed because, you know, I, I didn't have my, I, I didn't have anything else to do. Right. And so we went, we went that spring and I bought a call. I bought a Primo's power crystal and I borrowed a shotgun. I bought the cheapest camo, uh, you know, that, that you could find. So, um, you know, we go, we go out the first, the first day that that we're hunting, Kenny and I are hunting uh, on, on just some public ground uh, here in Southern Ohio. And man, the first Gobble that I heard from a wild turkey, something in me changed uh, in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, whatever, whatever you want to say, man, something changed in me. And I have—I had never wanted to see something so bad. I never wanted to put my hands on something so bad in life. I never wanted to kill something so bad in my life. I had to see that that animal. And not only did I not kill a wild turkey that year, I didn't see a wild turkey that year. We heard a few more. The second year, same thing. Third year, it took me three years before I finally killed my wild turkey. So, so what's the draw to me, uh, you know, at that time in my life, man, it was so, my life was so bad that the, the, the pursuit of Turkey hunting and getting to learn something new, learn how to be a proficient caller, learn, you know, how to shoot a gun proficiently, how to move through the woods, all of these things, uh, you know, at that moment in my life, it gave me purpose and it gave me something to to focus. And it, and it, it, it really just, it was something that I could latch onto, When my life was so chaotic that gave me something important uh you know because i I had a son but i didn't have you know i didn't have a wife and you know um you know small friend group but that that was something i was able to latch on to so it it was it it's very personal for me turkey hunting i think it's very personal for a lot of people and and just for me as you know as i've gotten into more hunting it's definitely man uh the calling i mean you're interacting with them you know so that's something i that i love I'm not a patient guy. I've become patient more, but you know, hanging from a tree. I'm just like, Oh God, this sucks. <laughs> like what way is the wind going? I don't, I don't, I don't have patience for that. Uh, but man, so that's, I, that's a long winded answer to, you know, to why it, I latched onto it. It's very, it's very personal for me. I I've, I've said that, you know, man, you know, kind of looking at it, I, I honest to God, Dan, I, I believe that the, the wild Turkey and Turkey hunting quite honestly, just say, saved my life at some, on, on some level. Uh, which is crazy to think of. So
0: that's wild, man. I mean, Uh, what a cool, what a cool story of how hunting can change you. I mean, because it does, like, I see it all the time with new hunters. It like gets a hold of them and they really like they connect on a different level. I mean, when you are becoming part of the food chain, and this seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of the talks that I have with people, both like the idea of becoming part of the food chain becoming a an active participant in the outdoors and not just an observer and then on top of that like what you said you didn't even see a turkey but you were still hooked yeah and the thought of the failure is almost what gets you or like the it makes the success even better when it happens yeah i've been absolutely. talking to people about that a ton lately
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's an important aspect. I think that a lot of people overlook just in hunting uh, in general, deer hunting, duck hunting, moose hunting, elk, whatever it is, you know, that, that the process uh, is just as important as pulling the trigger, you know, pulling the release, putting an arrow out, whatever, whatever it is. And I think it's easy for people to forget that. And, you know, I I've forgotten that just in my life, you know, and and you you have that kind of that personal renaissance, you know, where, where you get back to to what's important to you as an individual, and, and really big picture stuff, you know, as collectively, I think is is what I'm trying to get at. So yeah, good yeah. stuff. So
0: what, I mean, since that point, you you didn't get one that first that first go. Uh, from there, how has turkey hunting developed or evolved for you? Um, obviously, like turkey hunting. It doesn't seem like it's changed a ton, Uh, maybe Mm. maybe the amount or the opportunities. But as far as the the actual pursuit and the technique and strategy of turkey hunting, uh, it seems like people have been doing it pretty similar way for decades. For you, that's what how did how did things change for you after that first season?
1: You know, I mean, for me, because I was so new to just to just hunting and I hadn't spent much time in the woods. So it was there was a huge learning curve. Uh, you know, for me, and, and it, it's just as simple as moving quietly through the woods in the morning, you know, um, I think w- one of the you, know, you listen to guys like Cut Strickland, they talk about like the art of the setup, right? And it's where to set you know, that for years. It was, you know, I, w- I would think to myself, okay, well, that turkey's over there. Ah, this is the best spot for me to be. OK, and so the the good turkey hunters and there's a clear line, there's turkey hunters and there's turkey killers. Right. And those are the guys that just get it, man. They understand it. you could drop them off in the middle of nowhere with, you know, with a freaking box call and an owl hooter and they're going to come back with a turkey. No maps, yeah. nothing. You know, they just get it. Those are turkey killers. And I was having a really good conversation there. And, and this is this is um, I I, I, I like to talk about this because I think it's a neat it's a neat perspective. But it's you know, so you think of, OK, this is where I want to be. I want to be right here. Because it looks nice, right? Or you know, this tree—I can lean up against this tree, and yeah, you know, that turkey's over there, and, I, and he's definitely going to come to me because you know I'm, I'm calling on this $200, you know, freaking pod call that I've been working so hard at, and then they just walk right out of your life, and and and, and they just gobble a couple <laughs> of times at you, and and they walk you know, two hundred yards to your west or whatever. And so the the epiphany that I had was go where the turkey wants to be, and and so you you know, and that was one of the evolutions for me was let's this looks nice for me, but he, there's no way that he's going to come down this ravine and up here, like there's a clear cut, you know, like there's a little tiny open spot that I can see that's 120 yards away. Like that's where he's definitely going to go, you know? And, and so that was kind of the evolution for me was there's those woodsman's, uh, you know, the woodsmanship that, that, that people talk about. And it's one, I'm still learning, you know, yeah. and I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be learning. Um, you know, turkey hunting is definitely going through i think the popular it's it's funny because birds are declining and you know there's a really there's a lot of negative talk about wild turkey hunting but you know more people are doing it now uh than they were 20 years ago so yeah. you know more people are getting into it and so there has been some some evolution of of hunting with with you know your reaping and fanning and, and and different tactics but i think for the most part like it's it's really it's Turkey hunting is, I think it's, you can only do it so many ways. You know, there's only so many, they, they don't smell. So you can't manipulate that. You can't bait turkeys. So you can't manipulate that. Uh, and you're already calling at them. So that's like the greatest weakness. So I think, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot of uh, trophy status, trophy seekers in the turkey woods. I mean, they're definitely, I'm, I'm I'm sure there are, but, you know, so I think, I think turkey hunting, it's, it's going to stay pretty traditional in the sense that, that, you know, people aren't in it for, measuring beards and measuring spurs. Yeah, that's cool. That's just like the icing on the cake, you know? So I think, I think it's going to stay pretty pure, uh, as, as it continues to evolve.
0: How do you, what is your take on things like reaping birds? Because that seems to be a hot button topic. Yeah. In, in the Turkey hunting community.
1: It is. Uh, and, and I am, I am not one to fight with people on social media. I just released a podcast with Philip Culpepper Jr. from Hunt Club TV been in the industry for years, great man, great turkey hunter. He's he's a big proponent of reaping and fanning, and he gets a ton of hate about that from turkey purists and 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 people that don't agree with him, and that's very easy to do on social media, right? It's very easy to do on the internet uh, is argue with people and, and yell and talk. I'm not one to do that, so if I don't agree with someone, I'm either, one, not going to consume your content anymore, or I'm going to have a conversation with you, and so Philip and I dove into this topic about reaping and fanning i am not for it i'm 100 against it strictly from the aspect of it's a safety risk it's a safety issue for me uh you wouldn't dress up with a rack on your head and a brown rug on your body and walk through the woods during the rut trying to get a turkey or a, a deer to come at you and then and then hop up with the, boat at the last minute and shoot it like you're just not going to do it because it's dangerous someone else is going to kill you yeah so, you know, I, I, I reference this and it's it's a tragic story. It happened in 2021 in West Virginia. There was a 19-year-old kid out hunting with his girlfriend on this family farm. A 76-year-old man trespassed onto their property. This kid was in a field reaping a turkey with one of those full mounts. 76-year-old man shot him with a 243 with a rifle. He was legally hunting turkeys, shot this kid. And that's private property. All right, and yep. so you know, you, you look at videos. Team Wingbone, some buddies of mine, they just released a video two weeks ago, and, and and from Montana from last year, turkey hunting. A guy comes in to a bunch of a field with a bunch of goblin toms, and he's and he's got a he's got a a reaping uh, decoy with him. So, is it effective? Yes, it's re- it's a really effective way to to kill turkeys. I think that that you know biologically, I'm not I'm not smart enough to answer the question. Does it negatively impact the turkey populations? I don't know. Um I've heard a lot of interesting theories about that. I don't think there's any science to back it up. so at this point, for me it's an it's a hard note just because of the safety. My okay. life is not worth a turkey, you know and and I hope that 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 people take that perspective if they want to do it, do it if it's legal in your state, do it but but really like consider the safety risks that 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 you have uh, with that practice. so.
0: Alright guys, if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm sure you've heard me talk about the helicopter hog hunt that I did down in Texas. Now I went down there with Rogue Texan Outfitters, and Landon and Brandon, the owners, put us on the animals. We killed 150 pigs and 19 coyotes just from the air. On top of that, we went out thermal hunting at night and got up close and personal to more hogs. I didn't have to worry about bringing guns or ammunition because all of that was provided for me, and it is to this day the most action-packed day of hunting I've ever had. I stand by what I've said in the past, and that's that helicopter hog hunting is the funnest thing that you can do with pants on. In addition, they offer sandhill crane hunts and predator calling. So if you're looking for the most exciting hunt of your life and something that you're going to want to come back and do year after year, go check out roguetexan.com and book your hunt today. Yeah, it seems like the... The idea now has transferred not only from turkeys, but to all sorts of game animals. Like you see, you see the silhouette decoys that mount to your bow or that you just walk behind the ones that you can unfold really quickly. And uh, they make them look like cows. They make them look like just about everything. Yeah. And I think the allure of getting up close and personal to an animal and just continuing to observe its natural behavior is why so many people like that, you know, like if they think you're another Turkey, they're just going to kind of hang out and, and watch. Maybe the alternative to reaping them with a Turkey decoy is to do a cow silhouette, you know? So then you potentially minimize that risk of getting shot. Because someone mistakes you for a bird. Because I'll yeah. tell you this, I've I've reaped way more turkeys than I've called in. Uh, in fact, I just killed my first turkey this last season that I actually called
1: in. Mm-hmm. And everything kind of happened the right way, air quotes. Uh, Which one did you prefer? I know this is your podcast. So I'm going to ask questions here on this one, Dan.
0: <laughs> yeah, perfect. No, Dude, you're the turkey guy out of all of us. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know which one I liked more. I think the fact that I did call the bird in solo was really cool. Like nobody else Mm -hmm. was with me. Normally I'm hunting with somebody else. And in fact, I called two toms in. I still regret shooting the one this year when I did, because these toms came in and I think I would've got to see them just tear up my decoy. And I haven't seen that before. I mean, I've literally had, I've had birds spitting and drumming from me to my computer screen away while I'm sitting in a blind and they were just on the other side of the property line. And so I could have like, I could have almost knifed them or grabbed them the fence. And, and so I've got to see a lot of really cool things, but I haven't seen that yet where they come in and just beat the tar out of a decoy. And so I think that probably would have put it over the edge for me to just see him attacking it. Uh, But as far as, as far as calling one in, I definitely like the interaction. I'm not a good turkey caller at all, and that just shows you how dumb these birds are around here. Like the fact that I can kill a turkey every year, it uh, anybody can do it where I'm at. Uh, yeah. The so I did like the calling aspect because I did I heard these birds coming, and I heard them uh, for like 45 minutes probably. We called back and forth, and it was I wasn't specifically calling to them. I was calling to probably eight different toms all gobbling and they were in different areas i mean like some in a small 12 acre woodlot, some in the big creek bottom some straight down the fence row from me some in a 20 acre woodlot. i mean from all different directions and these were just the ones that come in and so that was definitely cool i like the physicality of reaping
1: yeah um crawling through and, and it's just another aspect of are you oh, fit yeah. to yeah yeah
0: i mean like to creep through to have to be very cautious about your movements um in fact i think not even reaping or fanning or doing any of that the the my favorite turkey hunt that i think i've been on we saw these birds while we were set up traditionally we saw them they disappeared and i was like what in the world man like these birds were just here And so I was like, I'm going to go walk through the woods. I'm just going to slow walk and see what I can find, see if I can hear anything. So we'd stop and call, stop and call. And then I look out of the woods and about 300 yards away, I see see these toms. And instead of calling them, I just watched what they were doing. And I could see that the sun was in their face and they were working, say, southeast to northwest towards the north end of the woodlot that I was in. And so I was like, I can just work my way up. Like I can stay in the shadows and get in front of them. And when they get in range, I'm going to shoot one. And it was kind of fun playing this cat and mouse game because they just fed. The grass was too tall to fully see them all the time. And so I'd see like one head pop up, then another. And I knew there was a monster in there that I wanted to shoot. And uh, so that was kind of a fun, like weird whack-a-mole game where it's like a head would pop up i'm like no mm-hmm. not that one another head would pop up then they'd all disappear and then finally i saw the one and i was like that's him i could tell just the size of his head i mean yeah. i could see that the size of his head was that much bigger oh it's awesome i pulled the trigger that bird would have ended up being the state record beard length turkey in missouri oh had wow I even thought to like oh i need to measure this and you yeah. know submit it I found out the next year when I was looking at the weight of my bird that I shot the next year that I had shot and it wasn't even by a little, it was like a half inch bigger than the record. That's that's impressive, man. That's wild. So anyways, like I, I just love pursuing animals and I can't, I don't ever get hung up on one way of doing anything. And so again, a long winded way of saying, you know, I think calling it in was pretty, pretty cool. And the fact that I had killed so many other ways that I was able to actually do that effectively, I was pretty pumped about. And yeah, you know, for hopefully sure, I can do it again this year. Yeah. Uh, it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I watched the videos this year. You
0: can I, call one in this year. There yeah, you go. I I watch the
1: uh, I watch the reaping videos and I see these toms that they just rip across the field from like a hundred yards away, and <laughs> these guys are shooting them from like five feet. I'm like. Oh my God, that looks insane. Yeah. And you know, so there's there's some interesting theories about kind of like the the biological breeding structure of wild turkeys and the effects on reaping. So you so turkeys are deer will breed with you know the dominant, you know, the dominant buck and or or really anyone that's they you know they deem suitable. Turkeys are a little more rigid in in their breeding structure. So you know, a, a hen might have one tom, the dominant tom, multiple hens might have one tom that they want to breed with. And then you'll have you know five or six subordinate males um, that that are that are there kind of in in the waiting. And so when when you and this is where the reaping a lot of the negative um, feelings and, and hard feelings about about reaping come from is that when you're fanning or reaping that that dominant tom is the one that that you pull across the field that that comes to you. And, and so when you take him out of the breeding cycle. Uh, and and most most turkey seasons start on kind of the downward of of that bell curve. You know, once yeah. the majority of the breeding has occurred, you hunt. So, uh, if 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 hens haven't been bred and they wanted to breed with with this dominant tom, and we take them out, um, they kind of start that process all over again, the 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 lecking process and that that breeding hierarchy. And so when you do that, that moves that nesting and that poult uh, and that brooding uh, process even farther into the season and so you'll have some effects and so that's the that's the theory uh you know uh, uh, about that and I, like i said there's there's not any hard um data that i've seen but research how would that, about, how would
0: that be different than like traditional turkey hunting because you're still trying to shoot the dominant male right i
1: think i think for and in if and and this is just from what I've heard and, and just experience in the woods that I would say a massive, massive majority of turkeys that are killed every year are like two and a half year old birds. They're the ones that are fired up because it's their first years with, with a long beard, you know, and they're yeah. they're ready to fight. They're ready to see if they can just get in on the breeding action. So those are the ones that are coming in. I think the mature, the mature birds, those dominant, dominant birds if i had to get and this is like i said this is purely speculation just from my personal experience and from from listening to biologists uh you know when they talk and other turkey hunters those those dominant birds you're not we're not interacting with them as much as we think we are as, as hunters you know and so that bird that you caught um they're, you know they, they caught listen to me that bird that you shot um that's yeah that that was probably the, the the dominant the dominant bird and and you know air quotes again you did that the right way you know, you stalked him, you moved in, you got in position, you did all these things. So, you know, that, and that's the, and that's the argument. So what's the, you know, what's worse, um, you being a skillful ninja in the Turkey woods, and you can go in and you could kill a dominant Tom from this section of the woods. And then, you know, the next day I can go in and do the same thing and go get another dominant Tom from, cause I'm, I'm good at moving through the woods. And that's the, that's the juxtaposition is the word I'm looking for here. Uh, you know what's what's the right answer and, and I don't and quite honestly I don't think anyone knows. I sure as hell don't know uh because I'm an idiot when it comes to a lot of these things. That like I said I just listen to what other people say. Yeah. Um so I understand why people are are upset about it just because Turkey decline is a very personal issue for a lot of people. Uh, and then, so we, you know, as humans, we want to blame something, right? So we blame the raccoon, we blame reaping, we blame decoys, we blame, uh, you know, Walmart building a new distribution center and turkey hunting. There's all these things, and and so, you know, just to sum it up for me, it's just man, it's just, um, it's a hunting. There's an inherent risk when you're hunting. It's just an added risk. That I'm not willing to take, but like you said, I like getting, I like seeing them all close and just being turkeys, man. It's super yeah. cool watching them just putts around. And if I could get inside of a cow decoy and just sit in a field, I'd be like a freaking kid in Christmas, man, <laughs> watching them like move around. Like this is so cool, man. And what's really neat is like when they get close like that, you hear sounds that you didn't know that they make. Oh yeah, that you only hear them when you're ten feet from them, and you're like, oh man, this is really neat. You don't see this on YouTube. You Listen, know? I right don't around. ever
0: save. I don't ever save my turkey videos that I get on trail mm. camera. And this year I got some incredible sounds. No kidding. Like, I'm I'm talking like 40 turkeys right in front of the camera. Oh, and just gosh, hearing funny. all the different things. And I mean, in the past I haven't even had cameras that could pick up sound. And so yeah. this go around, I was like, Oh, I'm kind of curious. Like how, how vocal are they when you're like right there inside of them? And I probably have a hundred videos saved on my camera of all man, that's the cool. vocalizations. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty wild. Cause I yeah. heard people talk for years like, oh yeah, they spit and drum and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. You know, people are yeah. doing their rendition of it on, on a podcast. And I'm like,
1: yeah. they that, don't make man. that
0: sound. And then sure enough, man, I'm sitting in this blind and I'm like, dude, big Tom coming our way. Yeah. It's right on the other side of the fence. Dude. He's like three feet from us. And my buddy's so like, cool. can we shoot? I was like, no, he's like on the neighbor's property. He's like, dude, he's three feet from us. Just reach under and grab him. I'm like, no, we're not shooting <laughs> him, man. it, man. No, can't and do it. I just hear, yeah. and I was like, that's it, that's, that's what he's it is, right there. Holy yeah. cow! And just yeah. hearing him as he's like fanned out, and it's just like, and yeah. I'm like, what the heck, dude? It's like it's make, amazing. It felt like it made the blind shake.
1: I'm yes, like, it's the weirdest thing. Crazy. Like you can feel it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's you know what's crazy? A lot of people cannot hear that sound. Hmm. Talking with I was talking with Michael Chamberlain, he talked about just people their whatever is in their auditory setup that they cannot hear spitting and drumming. It could be three feet from you and they can't hear it. There's just certain people. Um, I definitely can't hear it as well as some of my friends, but I can hear it. Yeah. Uh, and then you hear like their feathers like flex and like I, I, it's like they're is running that what air. It is? is it like I don't know pulsing? what it is? It's,
0: is that like it, their feathers? Like, yeah, I mean, you can it's like, like feel a vibration.
1: It. Yeah, yeah, you can feel it. It's like it's like when you're, um, you know, like if you're in, like at in a concert and they're warming up and you hear the drummer just hitting the, the drum. Like, you can't because far away, you can't really hear it, but like you can kind of feel it. That's almost like uh-huh. what it is. Like, oh in, yeah, for sure. It's the it's it's a weird experience. So, yeah, there's another thing to chalk it up why turkeys are better than deer. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I I mean, I think it's cool. Like
0: the different types. Like you can go, I mean, obviously deer have all their different species around the country, but like turkey hunting, like the different mm-hmm. settings that you're going to find turkeys in, uh, even being out in Utah, man, I saw some Turkey sign, more Turkey sign. Oh yeah. It was like the road looked like it was textured with a roller covered in Turkey prints. I mean, <laughs> oh man, that's it was cool. Just that many bird prints no kidding. and I was like, Holy cow, man, like this is unique. This is like deserty mountains we're like we're mountain lion hunting and this is there's that many birds here this is crazy
1: yeah
0: um and so i think that's that's a pretty cool aspect of it and then you get just like that slight variation in the fan uh the color of the bird and then obviously what's the one that's like crazy different the
1: so the so the awesome the, the, well, the Oscillated is down in Mexico yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, just a small portion of Mexico. But it's almost like if I could explain it uh, and, and Google it, uh, it's like a peacock slash turkey hybrid. Yeah. And they've got like these gnarly like bumps all over their head and their water was like out of control. They're pretty wild and they are beautiful. They're like shimmery green. I mean, they're gorgeous, man. Gorgeous animals.
0: Uh, I had a boss that had completed... I don't know if it's the world slam or what, but he ended up going down to Mexico. And he's like, that was was a different hunt. You know, like we talk about reaping and stuff, but down there, it's like anything goes. And the way he described it, he was in the middle of the jungle. And he had like this tribe, uh, a couple hunters from the tribe. They took him out and they were out there in the middle of the night. I'm talking like the sun went down, they waited a couple hours and went out. And he's like, we're walking down this trail. I can't see my hand in front of my face. It's so dark. And I'm just like, I can hear them right in front of me. So I'm just following them all through the jungle. And he said, the guy, the guy um, told him, he said, I'm going to turn a light on and you shoot where the light is pointed.
1: Oh my gosh. And he's
0: like, what? And he's like, this is like, I didn't realize this is what I was getting into. Yeah. And. I mean, it's a legal practice down there, but he's like, literally, he shined the light. I shot and the bird fell out of the tree and it was just a gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh lady. And I was like, that's, I mean, it's cool. It's unique. And that's where yeah. I'm like, dude, I have a hard time when somebody says, oh, dude, you can't hunt him like that. Like, that's not the way to do it. I immediately want to be like,
1: who says like, I'm yeah. going to try it. I want to see how yeah. it, how it yeah, down there. Like you're, you're in the woods. Like when the Jaguars are out on the prowl. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, no that's, kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, you know, people, people are really protective about the, the the critters that they chase, whether it be deer or turkeys or elk or grouse, you know, people, people are passionate. And I think that's, that's the one thing that I take as a positive when, when people are upset about things is that it means they care and whatever it is that they care about. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy that they're upset about it, even if it's directed at me, because, because I know that, that, you know, that, that you care about it. So I think it's the way that we communicate those issues that, that, that we need, we, and I say, we like all of us need to do you know, a better job. So, because like, like that, that's a unique experience that you'll never, a unique hunting experience. It's got its own challenges. It's got its own, uh, inherent dangers, uh, and its own rewards, you know? So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the journey the story, uh, you know, if I, if I sat in the same tree every day, every year and shot a buck and shot a doe and nothing ever changed, like that would get monotonous and boring for me. And so to experience it new and in different ways, adding challenges to it, I think is, is pretty sweet. What, uh, what are your plans for Turkey season this year? Are you going after any new species? Yeah,
1: man. So this is, this is a big year for me. So let's, let's see. So today is what? March 8th. So March 16th next, next. So a week from now will be my first Turkey hunt in Southern Florida. Really looking forward to that. I've never hunted in Florida So I'm, I'm hunting, uh, hunting the Osceola turkeys. I'll be there for, for two weeks. I'm going down by myself, uh, Parker McDonald's going with me from Southern ground. We're going to do some, some Turkey hunting together. And then I'm going up guiding some folks, uh, from New York or coming down to central Florida. We'll hunt. And then I'm headed up to, I'm going to hunt my way back home. So I'm going to go through Alabama hunt with, uh, with my buddies from Woodhaven game calls and then up through, uh, I think I'm, I'm, I might skip Tennessee this year. Uh, I'm not sure. Still, still trying to plan that out, but kentucky and then i the, and, and this is where it gets kind of sketchy dan uh i've gotten a couple invites to go to montana and hunt miriams so i've told my wife i'm like okay if i have an osceola and an eastern in the bag and then i go out uh you know early may mid may to hunt or early may to hunt um miriams and i and i and i get one i'm going to go and try to kill a rio and that's just nothing that you can tell me I'm whatever amount of time and money it takes to do that. And in, in one year, that slam in one year, I'm going to do that. And she's like, well, can't you just do it yet? Next year? I'm like, well, yeah, but it's not the same. Like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I am, um, I, I, there's the potential for a slam, The U.S. slam uh, in one year. We'll see if it happens. Man, turkey hunting can be real weird uh, at times. But yeah, so new species. I've only hunted Easterns in my life. So I'm doing all of them, hopefully, uh, in one year or so.
0: All right, guys. I'm excited to introduce the new age of accessing private property for hunting and fishing with Infinite Outdoors. I joined the Infinite Outdoors crew on a duck hunt in Colorado this fall. And the experience was unmatched. We were able to book the property right on their app get directions to the blind, and have the whole place to ourselves, all for a super reasonable price. Infinite Outdoors has developed a unique way to combine conservation, technology, and private land access all through their U.S. built app and website. By working closely with landowners and on-staff biologists, they aim to bring you the best parts of accessing private land at the touch of a finger. They provide adventures for big game, turkeys, waterfowl, fly fishing, upland birds, small game, predators, and more. As yearly leases get more expensive and secluded public land gets harder to find, I believe this is the way of the future. To check it out for yourself, download the Infinite Outdoors app or visit infiniteoutdoorsusa.com and use code NOMADIC15 for 15% off your annual membership of thirty nine ninety nine, Is that what it is? It's four birds?
1: That gets you your U.S. slam? Yeah, so your U.S. slam is the Eastern Osceola, Merriam's, and Rio. Your Royal Slam is those four plus the Goulds, which is in Arizona, uh, mostly Mexico, and then your World Slam is you add the Oscillated on. So hold on, the U.S.
0: slam doesn't involve the Goulds, which is nope. located here in the U.S.?
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, just so their native range is like the southwest of this country, uh, but they just just recently uh, have have been reestablished, huntable populations reestablished in Arizona. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And it it is uh, in in Arizona and the in the U.S. states. I think Arizona, maybe New Mexico has some Goulds there. They're very protective about about their turkeys because yeah. it's taken a lot of time, effort, and energy, and, and volunteers to to get those huntable populations back to those prop to that place. Uh, Mexico. I, I did an interview with Jay Scott from Jay Scott Outdoors, awesome guy, uh, and he he does a lot of ghouls hunts uh, in Mexico. He's got ranches all over the you know the that territory. And was telling me about the awesome like the Goulds down there. They don't get a lot of people that go hunt them. Just, just, you know, one, it costs a lot of money to get down there. Uh, there's not a lot of public property, uh, you know, for, for people to hunt. It's just not important, an important game species in, in that part of the world. And so he said that, that when he gets new hunters to go down there, he has to tell, like, the guys from, like, Ohio and Missouri, you know, when they're hunting these turkeys, to not freak out and shoot them from 60 yards away because these birds are unpressured. He talked about getting to watch them be turkeys. He said that people are amazed because these birds are so unpressured that they just act like turkeys the entire time. And you're just in you're just in a spot and they're interacting, they're breathing, they're fighting, they're clucking, they're making all these sounds, and they, they don't even know that you're there. Uh and he said that you just sit there and you watch them, and then you know, inevitably it'll uh, an opportunity will present itself and then and then you take the shot. But he said it's really funny because guys will get down there and they're ready to shoot the first turkey that they see. And he's like, freaking relax, just watch them do the you know, fanning and strutting and drumming and spitting. He said, You can sit there for hours and watch them just Jeez. have a, have a good time, which is really neat. So yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the Royal slam when you add on that, uh, the Goulds dang,
0: man. So yeah, this could be a huge year for you. And I mean, regardless if you get one in each of these places, the opportunity and the amount of hunts that you're going to get to do in new locations, that's, yeah. that's a win.
1: it is man. I'm looking forward to it. There's, there's a part of me that, that feels bad you Know for my family and, and my wife is an absolute trooper, man. She 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 takes care of the kids. And you know, I tried to be uh a good father and husband, but I'm 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 extra a little extra effort right before and, and right after because that turkey season, man, it is like uh it's it's almost a one-track mind uh for me. And you know, man, you only get so many years that that you can do that, uh, yeah. you know, with with health and Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have the ability to, to be able to afford to do those things, uh, financially, which I, I, I respect that. And a lot of people don't get that chance. I worked really hard to, to, you know, to save the money, to get, to be able to do that this year. Uh, and it's just, you know, 15, 20, 30 years from now, I may not be able to do that physically, you know? Uh, and, and so I'm going to try to capitalize on that while while I can. So thank you, Ashley, for holding the fort down, (laughs) If if she listened.
0: Dude, the wives, man, they are a different breed to put up with this, you know, like, yeah. and, and, you know, my wife, when we got married, she understood that I was a hunter. She didn't understand the extent of which I hunted or wanted to hunt. Um, but yeah, I hear, I hear stories, man. I, like I, I look at it and I go, I'm gone quite a bit hunting. I do a lot of big trips throughout the year. I do a lot of just local, Hey, I'm going out this afternoon. Or I'm going out in the morning. I'll be gone all weekend, whatever. But then I think about people like big players in the industry who are creating a ton of content, and hearing, you know, they might be gone 150 days the in in a year to hunt. Yeah. Like, I always tough, point man. my wife at those people. I'm like, yeah, at least I'm not yeah. that. At least I'm not yeah. that. And she's like, we don't. You don't want me to count how how often you're gone. Oh gosh, yeah. Like, no, I definitely it,
1: don't. No, it. You know, it. That's. You know, it's funny because, you know, when people are like, oh, man, I want to be in the industry and then you talk to guys that are in the industry and they say that they're like, dude, I, you know, you miss, you miss football games, you miss soccer games, you miss your birthdays, kids growing up and all these things. So, you know, it's what's important to each person, I guess. And, you know, I want to, I want to enjoy my family and I also want to hunt turkeys. So it's, it's for me, it's, there was, I think almost subconscious or consciously rather, there was the decision where it was just like, I'm gonna put all my eggs collectively into one basket and that is the turkey hunting basket and, and everything else I just do it uh you know very sporadically um yeah because I'm a schmuck man I'm gonna be honest with you from and it's just and you know it used to be just like the last two weeks of April uh to like you know the 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 third Saturday or third Sunday in, in May, you know? yeah that's our Ohio season. And now it's like, well, I'm going to Florida you know, March 15th or whatever. So it's that, that time that I'm a schmuck has just expanded over the years. So I Oh, gotta, yeah,
0: man. Florida would be yeah. a, a very unique place to hunt, I feel like. And there's a lot of cool spots. Like here, it's very typical what you would think mid- Midwestern hunting, you know, yeah. we're hunting bean fields close to wood lots. The birds come out. We'll see a lot of birds. It, we're going to hear, I don't, I don't know how many gobbles you're used to hearing, but last year I heard more gobbles in one morning than I think most people probably hear in their entire life. Oh, I'm wow. talking yeah. like hundreds Ooh, we gotta love that. of gobbles. and
1: yeah. That's uh, really good to hear because there's there's a lot of people that say Missouri is dead for turkey hunting. I'm like, man, that's not man, I talked to a guy from me,
0: NWTF man. like a year ago about this, and he's like, oh, yeah, Missouri's population is declining like crazy. And I'm like,
1: yeah man yeah, there's, i got
0: to i got to keep my spot secret then because everyone's yeah. going to be looking for a spot close to home and we and i think
1: i think that i think that you know keep your keep your spot you move and it's and I, I think for a lot of people a lot of private landowners and so you look across the country like just the state of ohio 96% of the land in the state is privately owned so when we talk about like wildlife conservation work habitat work that falls that onus falls on the landowner and same in Missouri, sure. yeah. know, the, the the private landowners, they need to do the things that are necessary to, to benefit wildlife positively. So, you know, keep doing keep doing the things you can do. And there's a lot of a lot of resources out there for people to, to to you know, kind of help along, you know, the, that, the good habitat, because here's 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 the issue. You'll have that. And I say you I use that abroad. You'll have that awesome spot and, and landowners won't do anything for decades. And then they're like, well, the turkeys are gone. Well, it's because they're two miles down the road because your buddy's been maintaining it, you know, putting a ton of time and effort into, into his habitat. Yeah. And it's more desirable to be down there. So your turkeys are not gone. They're just down the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's. uh, Yeah, it's 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 a wild it's a wild animal, man. You got you to keep it happy. So.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm. uh, Yeah, I'm curious to see how this year is going to go. Like I said, the birds are starting to show back up again. Um, I've got a new property that i actually own so i'm excited about that but i have congratulations zero sign of turkey oh it. really haven't cool. seen anything and i mean i get it like it's kind of in a unique spot to where it doesn't it doesn't lend itself to being good turkey habitat you know there's a big road on the south a big road on the east side of it okay. very little cover almost all like pasture land that is completely cut down right now I okay mean, so it doesn't it doesn't make sense that there would be a lot of turkeys there, but luckily it's only a mile away from the turkey mecca. I'm talking. Yeah,
1: there you go. And see, that's you put a little effort into it, man. They're gonna they're gonna love it. And here here's another interesting thing too is that like during the winter, yeah, I mean a lot of people know this. During the winter, those turkeys are sucked. They're a flock together, man. Oh yeah, because of, because of food sources they're limited, so they're 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 very you know tightly knit. And then right before breeding season, you get that, that lecking, you know, so the toms are fighting, the jakes are fighting, the hens are doing whatever the hell they do. And they just, those, those, they start to spread. So you might not have turkeys during the winter, but you might have a couple of turkeys gobbling, you know, during the spring uh, because oh, yeah. those flocks have split up and those, and those bachelor groups are moving, are moving out. So things can change overnight, man.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, I just noticed that about my hunting property in general, the spot that I mainly hunt is like, the animals are there when you can hunt them and they're not there when you can't. And yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I'm like, you can go yeah. somewhere else and hang out all year long. As long as yep. you're here for opening morning. That's
1: all I care about. Right? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's cool, man. I am I'm excited to get down there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So
0: yeah, man, April uh, 17th, I think is the date this year. Uh, okay. The first day of season. And I know, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be busy. Are you doing the Oklahoma? Hog hunt,
1: you know, I I I really want to, and I think it's what April first, and so I looked at the turkey season for Oklahoma, and it was a little, I think it was like maybe April fourteenth or something like that that it started. So, if there was a turkey season going on in Oklahoma, either like that weekend or like right after, I would I would probably go down and, and do it. I just. It's a really busy time, man, for a turkey oh, yeah. hunter and, and and a guy whose professional work revolves around turkey hunting. So I've got to be I got to be laser focused and dialed in. So all of that said, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the Oklahoma hunt, but we'll have Ohio representation there. Andrew Muntz is as uh, he got a new rifle, man. He's ready to go. Nice. So yeah, new rifle, new scope. He's he's chomping at the bit to to get out there and kill some hogs. So oh heck yeah, I, that sounds awesome. Where I'm hunting in Florida, uh, it's it's a ranch and they've got. um The guy was like, yeah, man, you you can hunt. You just got to kill as many hogs as you, as you see. I'm like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. (laughs) Twist my arm. Yeah. Um, Perfect. So I, I've only seen, I've only seen like three wild hogs in my life. We don't have, we, I mean, I asked a game warden here in Ohio. uh, There are some reports of wild hogs down in in the the zones that I hunt. And he's like, man, you're going to see Bigfoot before you see a wild hog around here. Mm. Okay. Uh, But I, in Tennessee, man, they were freaking everywhere. And for I, the first one I saw was down a little waller, a big old oak tree had fallen over and it created that big cradle on the ground. And it filled up with water, and that, that pig was down there, like wallering around in that stuff. And I got, I mean, I don't know if they could smell, but the wind was in my face. And I walked up to the edge of this thing, and this muddy thing jumps out. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? I thought it was a bear. This thing was huge, and it just pops up and it stares at me. I mean, it had the tusks. I'm like, oh my God, this is a pig. And it was federal property, so you can't shoot them there because the the USDA hunters are out there, so they're real stringent about that. And I'm like, this thing's going to kill me, like right here. And it took off up the hill, and it was it was awesome, man. What what an experience. I mean, I know they're super destructive, but when you Very. talk about like a cool big animal, I mean, man, they're they're pretty neat looking, but you don't want them. From everything that I've heard, uh, do you guys deal with them there in Missouri?
0: Uh they they've started moving in. Um, okay. I don't know of any places here in Missouri that have like a really serious problem with them, but we're surrounded by states that do. I mean, Oklahoma, Arkansas, like they both have problems with them. Texas has major problems with them. And it seems like the Southern part of the U S is really where they're most affected. But I just talked to a guy from Alberta the other day and they've got feral hogs up there. That's and insane, like,
1: man. That is incredible. The
0: problem is, like, they can survive in any habitat. And so it's like, yeah. once you have them, unless you completely eradicate them right away, there's nothing yeah. you can do. And yeah. so I'm going down to Texas. I'm, I'm hoping that I can make the hog hunt in Oklahoma for a couple of days. But I'm going down uh, for a dog training event with Best Retrievers, where my dog currently is at. And then I'm also going to shoot over and do some helicopter hog hunting with some buddies in texas
1: oh so, man that's gonna be cool
0: i'm like you know i the potential of shooting 200 pigs in a day from the air or that's like insane shooting yeah. a couple from the ground you know i but i do want to get i want to make it out there i want to hang out with all the guys from the network and
1: yeah that'd be it. a lot of fun man I, I i there's a part of me that wants to go i just i you know the time i just i i can't i can't do it so yeah I mean, if it was turkey season, I'd get out hey, there and you guys hog hunt, and I'll just go turkey hunt. It's just more right? time for you
0: to come hunt Missouri.
1: That's it, man. Hopefully, that's we it. don't I, need
0: a lot of time. You get you get two birds here. Okay. Um, you can only shoot one the first week, and then after the first week, you can shoot two, but not on the same day.
1: Gotcha. Okay. That's a that's so. a that's a good that's a good rule. Give him give him a little time. You know. Oh yeah. You get you uh, get the you, opportunity, and then get let it rest, and then go back and do it again. Yep.
0: So. We'll see. I might try to shoot one with my bow this year.
1: That yeah, I, I've only so, i've 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 bow hunted them just a, a very few times. I never killed one with a bow. That's an, a layer of, um, I guess, skill that <laughs> I quite frankly don't have with the bow because I just don't do it much. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I got a I got an episode coming up on the How to Hunt Turkeys podcast with Clint Casper from the CC Hunt Files and Working Class bow hunter That he is a big archery hunter for. Uh, for turkeys and so we're, we're going to dive into that so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about it because it's you know then and, and and his saying is sh- aim for the shiny spot on the wing shiny spot on the wing hmm. most deadly spot to hit him so that was his that was his comment when we talked so interesting
0: yeah. yeah i don't i don't know how i would go about that i've seen the guys with the guillotine heads uh yeah. that'll shoot for the head and basically lop it clean off um yeah. in my mind i'm like i like that because you're either going to kill them or they're going to get away unharmed. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas that's a, that's I'm, a point.
0: I'm so removed even from like a Turkey's anatomy, you know, like with a gun, I'm shooting them in the head uh, yeah. with the bow though. They puff up so much, man. It's insane. Yeah. I, I don't know if you, do you know the, the volume that is taken up, like how much that increases from their normal, body size I have, fan it's got to be have, double at
1: least it at least i mean it is it is crazy because if you see them just like standing upright in a field they're just kind of like these long cinder slender black shiny objects and then you see one of them puffed up and it looks like they're four feet tall and three feet around and and yeah. they very well may be and you know it's un- and it's unfortunate that most of the time that we get to put our hands on them or get up close they're, they're dead you know yeah um i did get to hold alive. live jake wild turkey uh last week we can dive into that but um just saw those pictures oh man what an experience yeah what an experience so um wild turkey research going on the state of ohio there's a ton of research going on in this country uh because of the population decline so this is a nesting brood habitat study funded by uh in part by the national Wild turkey federation uh, in ohio so i was able to go down there and and work with our representatives from from the state agency uh and and the ohio state university to we we trapped um eight wild turkey hens and one jake and so we were taking measurements on the on the hens uh aging the hens overall health uh and then they put radio uh, gps collars on on the hens so they'll they'll, they'll be operational for about 3 years they're going to test um they're going to track where they move when they when they're incubating, when they're nesting, where they nest, and then after they move off, the 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 biologists are going to go in and check out the nests to see like nest survival, how many eggs were laid, and they can tell too by the way that uh, that the shells are, if it was a successful hatching or if it was destroyed by nest predators, hmm. uh, and they can actually tell the way the eggs are broken, how that was done. It was really really fascinating to learn. So um at the end of it after they got all their information we were banning these birds which is really cool they did the jake last because they're they just banned them and then get like overall health and because you know they're 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 testing hens is is nesting so i didn't want to mess with any of the hens i didn't want to be the guy that that dropped one of the one of the subjects right so i waited uh and they let me hold the hold the jake which was freaking awesome man for for a guy that's passionate about turkey hunting it was a uh it was a moment I will never forget in my life, man. And it was, it was super cool. So we just did an episode about that. I just talked you know, in depth about the experience, man. It was, it was cool, man. I, I had a lot of fun doing it. So.
0: Man, it's cool when you can actually be like boots on the ground, hands-on with these agencies, because a lot of people, you know, through, through banquets or just donations, they're, they're taking part in this stuff and they're doing their part conservation wise, but the, the hands-on stuff, it's, a different level man like yeah. it really is when you can be yeah. part of it and you can have encounters with truly wild animals up close yeah alive like it's it's a cool deal so i've yeah, thought about that now for a while like man i've got a really unique spot and i'm curious to see like would the nw would the nwtf be interested in doing some studies out there, you know, it's not public land, it's private, there is public mm-hmm. close by, but we do have good numbers of birds, and there's got to be a reason for it, I know the hunting pressure is very little on these turkeys where I'm at, there's not many people, Yeah, I think there's one adjacent property that hunts them, and that's it. Yeah,
1: that'd be neat, that'd be that be, be neat to see, you like to see, you know, it's because you look at the science and the data and all of the research, you know, Michael Chamberlain uh, and, and some of the guys from the University of Georgia did a, a gobbling study on um unhunted property it was a, i believe it was a military reservation or um military base with a massive amount of turkeys no hunting and then right down the road it was public land so you had arbitrary numbers here you had 500 gobbles a day at both properties uh and then hunting season starts you still had 500 gobbles at the army base but you had like 60 at the, at the public land because we interrupt what they're doing they know that we're there they, they feel that pressure so I think that's like the they do a ton of research on that particular property just because it's it's unpressured and they're just turkeys being turkeys you know yeah. you get to see see what happens so yeah it's 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 pretty neat There are a ton of research going on around this country uh to to really kind of get a grasp of what um you know we as humans need to do to to help out the population so yeah fortunate to be a part of it so nice man uh, it was cool i'm gonna write some articles for it you're gonna see some stuff coming up um the nwtf official instagram put some some of the pictures and videos up i've got a ton I'm gonna, I'm gonna write an article for hopefully for the nwtf i'm gonna write another article for myself and and put that up just to because i want people to see what their conservation dollars go to you know yeah. and, and you know we can't have everyone out there trapping turkeys it just doesn't work that way you know um, yeah. i was just fortunate to go um and and, and experience that And i want to i want to share that that message uh you know the, the the this is what's happening, you know, with with your money and with your effort. So very, very cool.
0: Nice, man. That sounds awesome. And uh I'm pumped to hunt with you this year.
1: Man, I can't it's wait. It's gonna
0: be a lot of fun. Turk, I mean, it's just around the corner, just just over a month away here in Missouri. Man,
1: it's crazy, isn't it? It's going fast. It is. I mean, we've got we got flowers blooming, we've got the maple trees that are starting to butt out. I mean, here in Ohio. I mean the forsythia bushes bloomed out like last week, like right at the end of February. I mean, it is insane. The spring but surely, that's going on, I mean, so. surely
0: it's a false spring there, right? Like you guys are probably gonna get another freeze or two at
1: least. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what that's what I'm worried about. Um, there's definitely some colder weather, but it seems pretty stable. Uh okay. and yeah, you know, we'll we'll get those you know few little few little snows. You know, the, the old wives tale is um you know, three three snows after the forsythia blooms, and that might be a wives tale, but it happens every year. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 see how it goes, but you know, it's been pretty mild. So I feel good about, uh, you know, going into spring that, that those turkeys are going to be pretty, pretty healthy going into it. So, yeah. And I learned something, I learned something that Turkey breeding behavior, Dan is based off. And I learned this from Michael Chamberlain, uh, the wild Turkey dog on Instagram. Uh, the Turkey breeding is strictly based on hours of daylight. It's not temperature. So he said that he said that people think that because it's, it's, you know, beautiful weather early, early that uh, the turkeys are breeding. He's like, they might be gobbling just because they're, they're just like you and I, they're happy that winter's over. They're happy that they can sun their face out in a 70 degree day and it's not you know 13 degrees and windy he's like they're just as excited as good weather as you are so he's like but they are not breeding uh until until those daylight hours start to elongate so interesting, interesting interesting lesson there yep yeah
0: that is interesting and i've seen i've tried to i've tried to make note of different things that i see it seems like light rain is incredible for turkey hunting where i'm at like just love it sunny days i'm not about turkey like i just don't seem to have luck on them but yeah. that light rainy day in the morning it seems to be a hot time for it so and they dude, love the fields
1: it. on the train yeah man no problem man thanks yeah for thanks me.
0: for hopping on and uh before you hop off where can people Yo. find you where can they follow along and listen to the new podcast
1: yeah man so so the new podcast the how to hunt turkeys podcast is available on all platforms uh that you listen to on instagram it's uh h2ht how to hunt turkeys h2ht podcast uh you can find me on go wild um I've got a new website, turkeyseason.com that went live a couple of weeks ago. Really neat. A ton of content creators. Uh, it's all turkey hunting, man. Uh, just nice. some, really, some really neat stuff, some really neat videos. That site and that that uh, that is going to continue to evolve. There is a store there uh, on the back end, a lot of different options for turkey calls and some really neat products. So, yeah, check check that out. turkeyseason.com. I had someone say, man, if you don't know where to get – if you, you don't know that you can get turkey hunting content at turkeyseason.com, go back to school, right? So, <laughs> it's all good
0: that's awesome dude well yeah we're gonna we'll be doing a follow-up podcast when you come down here and hunt and hopefully uh maybe kicking up some fresh turkey meat
1: man i hope so buddy We'll, we'll 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 tailgate cooking right oh yeah